Good afternoon and howdy everyone. It's great to have you all here for the oratory, our second one for this Lenten season. So if you remember right before spring break, we talked about just the basics of prayer, which if you weren't here for it, it's okay that you still came this time. If you want to hear the last talk, it's included on our Aggie Catholic Talks podcast. You can go back and listen to it. Today we're excited to have Sister Colada here to be able to speak with us on how to pray with scripture with Lexio Divina, which is a way of uh, traditionally praying with scripture. She'll mention it a little bit more in her talk. So the hope is, is that she's going to speak for a little bit and then actually guide you through um, a time of meditation with scripture that she'll help lead you through. So it's a great gift to have Sister Clara here, one of our apostles of the interior life. She has so much joy always and knows the Lord so intimately, so I'm excited for her to be able to share an uh, important part of her life, her own prayer with us today. Just a reminder, next week we'll be continuing on with imaginative prayer that Shallon, one of our focused missionaries, will lead. So without further ado, I'll invite Sister Clara. Thank you, Father Chris, for this beautiful idea of the oratory. Of course, I am very happy because one of the desires of my heart is to share about the different prayer and how we can listen to the Lord. Um, so, as we said last time with Father Chris, prayer is a, a relationship of children with their father, of men and women with the Lord. And so, as a relationship, we decided to have a time and a place where we stay and decide to be with him. And I don't know how it went during break, usually break. It's a little difficult because the schedule is different and there is no seminaries around, so for some people it could be a little harder. But still, it's good to have been there and tried and come back and see how it went. So, an invitation is, how did it go during break? What was easy? What was hard? How was the talk we heard helped us? And how can we still grow in that? So, the goal for today is to experience one of the possible ways in which we can pray. Prayer is a relationship. Jesus prayed himself. He went off to the mountains, to the cave, walking alone uh, to be with the Father. When he was told to teach about prayer, he taught the Lord's Prayer, our Father. So very simple. Then the church developed many ways in which you could be with the Lord, listen to him, grow in the relationship, love him more. One of these, and this is the one I'm offering tonight, and there will be other ones offered through this oratory, is called Lectio Divina. And Lectio Divina means divine reading. So reading the scriptures as they are the word of God. So we want to listen to him. He spoke through his word. And here we are as children listening to the word that God gave us. So let's begin, of course, um, ask us to be open as children, trusting the Father, being in a place and having a moment in which you can be with him. And it implies us having scriptures with us. So when we want to do that, we can take the Bible or the Gospel with us and go in a place that is helpful and then start reading and listening and talking with God starting from His very word. So I'm going to give you a little bit of the steps in general 
and you find them in the paper that was given to you that is at the entrance. But then I would like to spend a half an hour of prayer doing that with you. So taking each moment some time to do the different steps so you can have an experience and an idea. And then, of course, in your life, you can modify that, apply that, use that as best works for you in dividing the time and choosing the step. But this is an experience. So, just in general, let's see Divina, take the Bible, choose a passage, and invoke the Holy Spirit. Why do we invoke the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is the one who inspired Scripture. It's God came to the ones who wrote it, let's say, Matthew, Mark, you know, evangelist, and inspired them the word of God for us. Now, the same Holy Spirit that 2,000 years ago inspired Matthew is the one that dwells in us. So we ask him, make me hear what 2,000 years ago you gave for me. So let me be in tune with that message that you wanted to convey to me. You are the source of that scripture. You are the source of our relationship. You are in me. Be here. Make me open. Make me listen. Make me be in tune. Once we've done that, as Father Chris said last time, we put ourselves in the presence of God. We are not here to study. We are not here to learn. We are here to be in a loving relationship. And now we are there. We choose a passage. Hopefully we choose it before. And we read the few lines that we decided to use for our own Lectio Divina. So, first thing, Lectio means reading. Lector is the one who reads, Lectio is reading. So, I read a little passage just to, to know it. And then, I want to know the context. So, maybe I choose four lines. But I want to see what the chapter before was about, what the following lines are, so I understand the context. For example, the gospel is the easiest one to do. So what was happening to Jesus before? What is he doing in this passage? And what happens just later on? Just to have an idea of what's going on there. And then I go back to my little lines, few lines, and I read them maybe two or three times, very slowly, so that I understand it, they can soak into my soul, I can absorb them, and understand what they need. So my question there would be, what is happening to Jesus? What are those people around him? What is he trying to do? What is the main message he's giving them? What does he hope? You know, getting to know the picture. That's lecture. Reading, rereading, understanding the context, understanding the message. Second step, we call it meditation. And meditation applies more to our own lives. So Jesus did this, said this to those people, but why is this scripture coming to me now? Why me? Why now? How does it apply to my life? What does it have to say to my feelings, to my desires now, to what I'm going through, to the decision I need to make? How does it apply? How does it resonate with me? Maybe I am excited. Maybe I, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Maybe that doesn't, doesn't fit at all with my life, you know? And so that realizing that that passage has something to say to me or wants to try to do something within me is the next step. 
So, I take this and I apply to me right now in College Station, the month of March, spring, you know. Okay, let's see what it, what it does. And then I move to the next step, all about the relationship. So here we are about Horatio. Horatio is prayer. So in Horatio, Orazione in Latin or whatever you can say, is when we start the conversation. So we don't want just to reflect on our own by ourselves about what is good, what is bad, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. But I want to talk. And I talk with God as a you. So I call him Lord, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and I talk with him. And I tell him what's going on in me because of that gospel. So, Lord, thank you. I really needed to hear that you want to forgive me. I am a sinner and I am very excited. Or, I don't know why you're saying this. I think I'm okay. Why are you, are you inviting me to repentance? Uh, I don't think I need to. Or, that's kind of a boring passage. I've heard it thousands of times. Why is it coming back again today? I was hoping for something else, you know. And you can be real. You can just say what's happening in you as you are going through the passage. And sometimes you might desire to thank him, or to ask for help, or to praise him, or to complain, or whatever it is, just be real, you know, and let him know what's going on in you. Horatio, so is talking to God about it, but since there's a relationship, it implies that there is a time in which I listen. Because if I am trying to get to know Ariel better, and I talk all the time, I go away and I don't think I will know her. Maybe she knows me a little more, but probably I go away without knowing her. So there is the next step in which I quiet and I try to listen. And I can go back to the scripture. I can listen to what moves in my heart, if there are any desires, feelings, or anything that comes that I start knowing. Is there anything that is more kind of an intuition, an invitation I receive from him? And sometimes I might feel nothing is happening. I can tell him that's kind of frustrating. It's okay, it's still a prayer, it's real. Or something in reality is happening. Okay, I will embrace that, bring that with me, and continue the conversation, maybe with the next sentence or the next word that comes to my attention. So, Horatio is a conversation. I need to call God, God, or Lord, or you, and I need to say me. And when I reflect, I'm not just by myself. I'm not saying, oh, Jesus is good. No, I tell, Jesus, you are good. I don't say, oh, I should be a better person. I say, Lord, help me to do this because this is good. You know, talking. And then waiting in silence. And it can be a little challenging because we want to write or think or read more, but allow that kind of silence allows us to listen and to get more familiar with these things. Amoratio, we move to contemplatio. And contemplatio is not really something we can make happen. <coughs> we cannot produce contemplatio. Because contemplatio is kind of a seeing something at once uh, and, and admiring it. Is stop analyzing and just being all and rejoice in the presence of somebody or of something beautiful. 
So if I am meditating and thinking and reflecting, let's say I am like analyzing a flower, counting the petals, describing the color, noticing how it grows, how it can grow better, that's, you know, reflection, meditation, talking about it. When is contemplatio, I like it. I let myself be taken by that beauty. I just stop thinking of writing. I just look at that. I just look at Jesus doing it. I just look at this understanding that happens in my heart of how beautiful it is to be forgiven. And I contemplate it as I would a flower or a sunset or a person that I admire. Just, just. Doesn't happen all the time in a very emotional way. If it happens, our job is not to prevent it or stop it. So, if contemplation happens, you are just there in the goodness of the Lord, you don't need to continue to read and go through the steps. Just stop there, enjoy the presence, for taste of heaven, that's it. It doesn't happen, it's okay. You live some quiet time, and then you move on. So you have this relationship. So reading, understanding, praying and talking with the Lord, contemplating and enjoying his presence and his truth and his love and staying in that embrace. And then, that can be it. But sometimes, you might perceive an invitation from the Lord. And so we might have a fifth step that we call actio, which is action, which is, okay, the Lord is inviting me to change something or to say something or to stop doing something or to trust more in, in a certain area. It's not one of the Ten Commandments, it's not a sin if I don't do it, but it's an invitation out of relationship, it's an invitation with friendship, in deepening the intimacy, in deepening the knowledge. And so I might say, okay, between now and tomorrow, I will keep that in mind and follow this invitation and just go where he leads and start doing something or stop doing something or, you know, learn something that he's inviting me to learn, depending on the time. But that's more of a response of his love. I perceive his love, I like it, and I say, yes, good, I want to follow. And then if you're doing this with other people, then you can have sharing time, you know, graces or things that you talk to about the Lord that can help other ones to see other sides of the Lord. You know, everybody might see a good part of him and when we share. We just expand that experience, you know, among friends, and sometimes it's good to, to do it together when, when we are doing it, you know, in a group. So, um, I'd like to go through the steps now with you, slowly. Um, I invite you to take your, um, those books that are in the pews, so everybody has uh, this one, and as an example, I want to use uh, the first lines of the Gospel of next Sunday, which is on page 119. So, following the steps, okay, we are already in a place that is conducive to prayer. If you do that at home, which is, which is our hope, you know, the oratory is not an experience that finishes here. The hope is that you have tools, so if you want to continue to pray on your own, you are able to, you know what to do, you know how to move. And after experiences few ways, you can choose one that works better for you. So let's say you're on your own, you come here, church is a good place, a room with a candle or an image is good, outside in a peaceful way, we're here, good. 
We choose a passage. Okay, we have page 119. Fine. We have the passage. And now we'll go through the steps. So let's start together. In this moment, I would like to see this not as a moment of teaching, but as an actual moment of prayer. So let's call down the Holy Spirit and pray in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we invite the Holy Spirit. I do that aloud for you. When you are alone, you can do that in your own words. Holy Spirit, you who inspired the evangelist Luke to write this passage, uh, be here in our hearts right now so that we can be uh, on the same page, literally on the same page with you to see how you move the life of Jesus, the people around him, and how do you want to touch our hearts now. Open our ears, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive your gifts today. We can stay a few seconds enjoying the presence of the Lord. At this point, we can go on page 119 and do the lectio part, so the reading. And I am reading the first four lines, few lines of this passage, which will be the ones we will meditate and do Lectio Divina on. And here are the words we will meditate. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. So those are the few verses we'll go through. You might take a time to read them alone slowly now. And now in this first part of Lectio, we are called to know more about the contest. I can give you a little bit of the context before, and then you can read maybe the second part of the gospel to understand where Jesus is. So before this, Jesus was talking a lot about who should be invited in a banquet, which kind of guests should we have, how we should avoid choosing the first places, how we should uh, invite the people from the streets, how we should be well-dressed, and things like this. And then talking about the big feast. Then here is our passage. The sinners are coming to him. And the Pharisees are complaining. And in this context, you can read alone only once the second part of this long gospel, just to have an idea just quickly about what's going on around Jesus. And you can tell it on your own as you would do by yourself. Okay, so now we are probably a little more familiar with the contest and the people who are close to Jesus and what happens. And we'll go back to the few lines we chose for this time. So once again, we read those few lines slowly with attention as the words that come from the mouth of the one who loves us and thought of us since the beginning of time to address to us those words tax collectors and sinners 
were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, These men welcome sinners and eat with them. So to them Jesus addressed this parable. Okay, maybe take a few more moments to reread it and notice it. What happens there? Who are those people? Imagine the scene. Uh, how Jesus acts. What he says. And see if any of those words are somehow meaningful for you. So maybe two more times we read this three lines slowly in your own mind. Sure. Let it soak in. Okay, so now we probably have an idea of what's going on in the hearts and minds of those sinners, in the hearts and minds of the scribes. What is the goal of Jesus? What happens there? The feeling around. Um, maybe you can notice here uh, a passage or a line or a word that for some reason surprises you or you want to stay longer with that. Something you understood about the scene, the time, the person of Jesus, the people he's surrounded by. So just be aware of what you learned with those few lines about the situation back then, a thousand years ago. So I'm taking this space, but of course when you are alone, it can go as slow or as fast as you need. So you can stay longer on this step if you need to, it can be a little shorter and you will have a longer one later. That's just an example, so you have an experience, but it's not set in stone. Those are just suggestions. So next step we will do is meditation. Now we want to let this passage communicate something to us. So it's not going to be about those Pharisees and those sinners, but maybe Pharisees and sinners around me, or me as a sinner, or me as a Pharisee, or maybe it's about Jesus in me who wants to address people in this way. I don't know. Let yourself be part of this and see why is this passage given to you Today, what does it say to your life now? So go back to those three lines once again and try to apply them to circumstances that are similar or to something you didn't think about and now you think about and, and just reflect, apply that to your life now. Who are those people now? Who are you here? Why is this important? <coughs> Now we saw how maybe those words apply to our life. We take the opportunity to, to pray now. So this is the oratio time. I will give you a little longer of a break here. So you could talk with him about what happened within you as you were listening to those words. And you can tell him, oh, 
those sinners, they are all around me on campus. I don't want to be around them. Or like, well, if they come to you, I also want them to come to me. Or I am one of those. I can be there listening to you. Thank you. I adore you. Help me to do these steps that I would never like to do. Uh, I don't know why you did that. Tell, tell him what resonates in your heart about this situation. And you can thank him, adore him, praise him, ask for help, uh, tell him that you don't agree. Be very free to talk with him as Jesus who decided to be in this passage, in this situation, for you today and talk. Then I will break it down later for science. But now you have the time to tell him things and talk. Quietly, we are all together. If you are on a beach, you can do that. Allow it to hear. At this point, we are still in the oratio part, in the prayer part. We did the talking. Now we can leave some silence to listen. And we can listen again to the word. Or we can listen to our hearts and what happens there. And to see if there are feelings, desires, thoughts that are coming because of this moment of prayer. And just be there quietly without forcing it. If it looks like he is quiet, it's okay. It doesn't have to be loud all the time. We're just spending time with the Father. And even if we don't hear, we're spending time with the Father. So it's good no matter how much we get. And um, don't be discouraged if you don't feel much. Sometimes he speaks simply to peace. Joy and those, you know, desire of love doesn't have to be an instruction or a commandment. It could be just be like a simple presence of resting in some place. Or you can say something else that I don't know. So up to you to listen now quietly. So we allow some more silence now entering into contemplation. If there was anything that maybe you noticed or you were in awe for or enjoyed very much or tasted very much during this prayer, that's the moment just to stay and rest with it. Continue to enjoy it. Continue to stay with it. If nothing happened, stay in his presence with the Father who was here with you, showing you something about the life of Jesus. If there was anything else that came to your heart, rejoice in it and stay and look at that for this rest of the, the time we have to contemplation. Do not be afraid if it doesn't feel productive. It's a relationship, so it doesn't have to necessarily produce something new. It's a time spent together. And that's the goodness of it. As children, we can be the good parents. In the last minute or so, we want to see maybe the actual actio part, the action, if there is any invitation from the Lord to act in certain way or to respond to his invitation, maybe be aware of that, say yes, ask for the necessary help, and entrust to him the desire to follow some of his words or his example or his teachings. So now is the moment to to see if there was an invitation, to give it a name, and to think about answering that in the next day.
So at this point, we can just simply close uh, our prayer with the sign of the cross. If you are on your own, you can say memorized prayer or I trust your, your, your prayer and your day to a saint that you trust and close and say bye to the Lord and uh, waiting for the next time in which you will be together again through scriptures. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that's just a little experience we could have together tonight. Uh, if you want to have more information, there are those uh, photocopies in the back of the church that you can take, and there are basically the steps we did. The invitation is to try on your own, to see if that works at home, and maybe come back next time with some questions or with some experiences to, to share with your friends or with one of us on staff to see if, you know, the Lord was somehow showing up or was inviting you to do something different. At this point, uh, Sister Cherise is coming around with some bookmarks that will help you to have the little summary of those steps. So even if you put that in your Bible, you can open it anytime you go to pray. If you want to use this method, you have those steps that you can apply freely according to your own heart. You don't need to be rigid. You can be open to use a method to see if that works. And if that works, you can make it part of your life. Ideally, we can do that 15 minutes each day. That would be a good way to have a deeper relationship with the Lord who wants to speak to us and listen to us as well. If you already do 15 minutes, you can expand it to 30 and do it similar to what we did tonight.